Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Corey Mueller. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome to our pleasure dungeon. <laughs> the other occupant of the pleasure dungeon here is Bones. <laughs> What's going on, bud? On cloud nine. I couldn't keep that one going. <laughs> on cloud friggin' nine. Yeah. So... We're going to talk about some cool stuff today. We do that on this podcast if you're new. We talk about history. We talk about health, wellness, fitness, nutrition, all that fun stuff. And today, we're going to talk about garage gyms, home gyms, which I feel like, Bones, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like have become far more popular over the last couple of years with COVID starting in 2020. There was a huge demand for garage gyms, but I also know there's dudes who are getting after it, like my grandpa in his basement with a two by six on some two by fours bench pressing in the, you know, some shitty irons in the basement. So it's been, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. I mean, seriously, his gym setup was pretty gangster. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my, my grandpa had, uh, those dumbbells with the replaceable little weights with like the diameter of the hole was like, you know, two inches. It's these weird barbells and you throw like two, like one and a half pound weights to do some curls Yeah, and all that shit. My grandpa's, I still very vividly remember because in the basement, everything, all the weight stuff was like a forest green. And these weights were like very crude iron weight plates and a small barbell. But he had a whole set. I mean, he had a bench that could incline and decline, but it was made of wood. And there was no pad mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> like it was, it was legit. Um, he had little. He had a little like lat pull down from the ceiling on a pulley. Yep. Uh, it was. Yep. I can still remember it very vividly from my childhood. <laughs> I remember trying to lift his weight. Like he was strong. He was small. But he was he was a strong. He farmed his whole life basically, and he was a World War II veteran, and he was a beast. There's a picture of him on the Grand Haven State Park beach in a in a speedo when mm-hmm. he was younger, holding up a full size dude over his head, like oh hell yeah! It, I Taking have him that to the plunger dungeon. <laughs> Taking him to the pleasure dungeon. That's right. <laughs> so they used to lift weights on the beach in Grand Haven. Which is cool. kind of yeah, cool to think that. about. Yeah, that'd be sweet, right? So yeah, we're going to talk about garage gyms a little bit. Over the last couple of weeks, I have uh, delved deeply into garage gyms. Mostly because we felt like it was time. We've got a baby on the way. And the, perspe- the, the prospect of trying to make it to the YMCA and have a screaming baby and all the stuff that goes along with it just didn't seem all that appealing anymore. And on top of that, I got to be real. And I'm going to ask you the same question, Bones. I got to. There's just a lot of stuff I was ready to get away from, from going to the gym, dealing with people in the gym. And I wanted just a space that Connor and I could sort of make our own and uh, make feel make it feel good, 
and get the stuff that we want in it. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's dive right in. I'm going to ask you a quick first question, and that would be when you started building your garage gym, what was your main motivation to do it? Time, mm. convenience, and pers- you know, making it personable. That was probably the biggest motivation. Time and time and convenience. I, I think those are pretty obvious for almost everybody is that that's the ability to just step in the garage or step in the basement. Uh, is a game changer if you're looking to save time. So that was probably the biggest motivation. And it's fucking cool. Home gyms are cool. You know, you get you the, the, some good equipment and you just go get after it in your garage, open up the door, turn on your own music, be as loud mm-hmm. as you want, or be as quiet as you want. It's fucking, it's a cool time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Talking about equipment real quick, give a quick layout of your home gym setup. Okay, so we have a Rogue squat rack it's a light squat rack we have a 35 pound barbell olympic lifting barbell uh that's the only one we have we don't have the standard like male whatever 45 pound barbell Mm, yep we have a safety squat bar we have 300 over 300 pounds and bumper plates uh we have a box we have dumbbells from five pounds up to 45 pounds we have a peloton we have a concept two rower we have the mats we have ring rows. Mm. We got um, a foam roller. We got a kettlebell. You know, um, we really slowly built up over the last two to three years. Um, I used to have a pulley system that I've made on my own that I've since just gotten rid of because it was a pain in the ass. Kind of. Mm. We have a crossover symmetry. That'd probably be, I think the last big thing that we have crossover symmetry. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice little setup for sure. And I when, when Connor and I were out there in Fresno in November the ability to just walk out to your guys's garage and get a workout in and you can like, we were throwing the ball around in the street, you know, uh, mm-hmm. as a warm up type thing. That was awesome. I know growing up my, I was saying, telling the story about my grandpa who had a garage gym. I also had a buddy, Chris, who's been on the podcast before his dad had a garage gym and we worked out in that garage gym a lot and it was, it was awesome. So the motivation definitely came though, when we were, a little bit older and more mature and we use your guys's and it was like, man, we got to do this. This is going to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. So when did you just like, when did you start or when did you determine that you guys wanted to start acquiring some equipment and sort of, you know, start setting it up? Yeah, that's a good question. Now I'm thinking about it. It really was during COVID. We had, we, our very first piece of equipment at our apartment garage, which was a single car garage and was a slam ball. And oh. a 35 pound dumbbell that we had to drive like two hours north to find like during COVID <laughs> to pick up because there was nothing, you know, there was nothing. Yeah, um, it was crazy. You, there was something. It was it's insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, so we had a, a 20 pound slam ball. We had a 35 pound dumbbell. And then we borrowed another iron 40 pound set of dumbbells from like someone else in town that we had just met. And they were like, hey, we don't use them. So mm. Um, and that's all we had at first. And that was the big motivation because all of the gyms were closed. We just moved to California. So we didn't really have like an in at a gym to like sneak in the back door. Yeah. Right. Cause that was going on. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have an in. So we're like, well, I don't know what we do. So we, that's what we got. And then, you know, within a month or so we had, we, we had a squat rack ordered from rogue. We had managed to get one. We still had a barbell actually. And then we managed to get, man, we, we, we spent 
I don't know how much money on that set of bumper plates, and it took like two months to get to us. Wow. Aren't those, those are rogue bumper plates too? Yep. They're rogue. Yeah. It's a rogue squat stand, rogue barbell. Um, so that, that was the catalyst was COVID because we wanted to work out. And I remember going to the field and just doing, we were doing like random body yeah. weight workouts, track workouts, out, dumbbell workouts, just random yep. shit that like, there's not a lot of like gains to be made, but you do it for the mental health and to feel good. So eventually, you know, things kind of got built over the last three years. It took us a long time to get to where we're at now, where it actually resembles like a legitimate, I can do most anything type of gym. Man, the, I remember I was looking through my journal the other day and I was reading an entry about when COVID started and all the gyms were closed and, and all the bullshit. And I, I, I wrote in there, remember to never take going to the gym for granted ever again. <laughs> Because, yeah, we were out. I remember Connor and I were in the backyard at our place in Reed City, like carrying water jugs and doing like mm-hmm. banded workouts and stuff like that. And we ended up getting a dumbbell, like was a singular dumbbell. We went to like a Dick Sporting Goods in Lexington, Kentucky. We got one dumbbell. That's all they had. They had one 35 pound mm-hmm. dumbbell. And so we got, we yeah. got that in like late 2020. But yeah, that was, I think that was a lot of people's like, I'm going to build a home gym, but a home gym isn't for everybody. It seems <laughs> because over the last couple of years, yeah. as things have started to open back up, you start, we're, you know, we're seeing all this shit on Facebook marketplace and, and whatever, which has been great for me and Connor building our home gym because it's like, you know, it's like an all you can eat buffet of relatively inexpensive, you know, solid workout yeah. equipment. So yeah, yeah. real quick, I'm going mean, to run that's down the thing too is, is now, and now it's a, now it's a really good time. Now it's a really good time to start your home gym. If you really want to, everything's available. People are selling it secondhand for cheap as shit because maybe they used it for a couple of years and now they're falling off or whatever. Don't want to use it anymore. You can't sell your Peloton. You cannot sell your Peloton anymore because it's no one fucking wants it. We are we are going to own our Peloton forever. Yeah, those things were like hotcakes. You couldn't get one. Yeah, they were hot because it's a whole workout. You can do it at home. It's mm-hmm. great, super convenient. But then you know it has an expiration date. It's a fad. That, yeah, I mean, the fitness industry is full of fads. These cycles of things that come and go, and that's one of them. And Peloton, if you, I listen to Spotify and I do have ads because I don't like to pay for things. <laughs> and there's this Peloton ad that comes on every single, you know, time the ads run every 10 songs or whatever. That's like, sign up for Peloton. Over 92% of our memberships are still active after one year. Hmm. And I'm like, man, that's so fucking dumb because that's just the planet fitness mentality of, yeah. of like, okay, they're active members. They're paying. but Are they doing anything? Right. Are they making progress and gains and things like that? So anyway, that goes into more programming and just that's just an example of like people are sell, trying to sell their things. We I have tried to sell a Peloton and try to get in Jess's head that like oh. we're not using this thing anymore yeah. for like what it is Peloton classes, and we just like you can't sell it because mm-hmm. even if we were to sell it, we wouldn't get any money back on it. You we would take such like a stupid hit bucks. on it. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, well, might as well just keep it because I still use it for like zone two work. Just hop on and just ride. Yeah. But the classes are like not not my thing. 
Can you still use the Peloton without like a Peloton membership? I mean, yeah, it, the, like the it, bike itself works. It functions um, as a just like a normal screen, bike. Yeah. Okay. You can start pedaling without the screen being on and you yeah. can adjust the, the resistance. Um, but you don't know what you're doing, how far you're going, anything like that. So you need a membership to get in. Even for like an open ride, you need a membership to get in to like do the open ride where it tracks your miles, resistance. Like it is a good tool for zone two, zone three, whatever zone you want to do in. That's why I like it because you can do a zone test um, and it will pre-programmed like where your zones are specific Mm. to you and so i can just hop on and it'll say like i'll start pedaling it'll be like zone one zone two and you want to stay in that or zone three four five so that's actually really useful but the classes i'm like man i don't need someone yelling at me and and dance music and shit and bouncing my butt off the seat whatever you know it's just not my thing i have some friends that are really into the peloton and then i have some that like you guys bought it you know, maybe a year or two ago, and they just don't use it very much. Uh, they're using the same the the barbell. They're using the weights. They, I mean, the 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 stuff that you're gonna use every day. Real quick, I'm gonna go through what I have just because we basically just built our garage gym in one fell swoop. We didn't really have anything, um, and so I we started out, and I I started looking for deals, and I ended up there's a local place here in town that gets pallets of returned stuff. So the the base of the gym ended up being these uh, rubber mats. They're like the puzzle piece mats that you can buy at Home Depot. They cover about 22 square feet. And we got those for $50 a box when normally they're about $150 a box at Home Depot. So covered a fairly decent portion of the garage floor with those. And then from there, it was just filling things in. So I started. We I built I built out multiple rack builds from Rogue and Sornex. It was basically going to be one of those two. It was going to be Rogue or Sornex. Our our setup essentially with no frills was going to be about twenty five hundred bucks from either one. But then when you factor in shipping, Rogue shipping was seventy five. Sornex's was like over a thousand. So it was a no brainer. We were going to go with Rogue. However. I was like, okay, I'm going to wait till the beginning of like till the 1st of February and I'm going to look on Facebook Marketplace and try to find some deals on stuff cuz as we talked about people bought workout equipment like crazy and now they're trying to get rid of it. And so I went on Facebook Marketplace and as we all know, going on Facebook Marketplace is like going on a pretty significant adventure at times <laughs> and um had some pretty interesting yeah. conversations with people, but Ended up getting a Rogue Monster Light 390F squat rack with all the attachments that we were going to buy, plus some, uh, a GHD from Titan Fitness, a, a 40-pound slam ball for all and rings for the rig, all for uh, $1,275, which it was custom painted rig. Like, it was sick. It was a super good deal. The, the catch was I had to drive 12 hours to get it. Um, so I did that and that was super worth it. I mean, ended up being a ridiculous like value for what we got. And we basically got everything we could ask for in one go. And then I bought an adjustable bench on Facebook marketplace. It was a Sornex adjustable bench for 200 bucks or something from a commercial gym that had closed. You can get some crazy good deals on Facebook marketplace and really like accelerate the, the rate at which 
you have nothing and then you have everything you need, um, which we basically did um, very quickly. Talking about like home gyms, when you when you thought about like the positives of the home gym, what were some of the things that came up for you? I mean, it. I like having my own space to do whatever I want, um, whenever I want. The convenience of not having to drive somewhere is big. So that was a big deal, especially from our point of view is Jess and I also coach. So when we go to the gym, it's kind of in some ways like going to work. Mm. So it's it's important to have for us to have a different space where we are just we're totally disconnected where you can focus on ourselves. Um, and another thing is this will we'll probably go into like the benefits of not having home gym because there are a lot to uh, the community aspect of having uh, going to the gym like a CrossFit gym. The community is amazing. So that is one thing that we're missing. However. Sometimes when you're just not doing the CrossFit programming, you're doing open gym types of things, uh, you are held up mm-hmm. at times with the social aspect of things, which is perfectly normal and it's fine. However, when you feel like you have a busy schedule and you know you want to get in and your workout in in like an hour and then like go relax and do whatever else with your day, right? You that's what you want to do. So that's what the home gym offers is very focused directiveness without having to seem maybe potentially rude to other people because you have a fucking mission to go after right now, which is like get through your workout or whatever. And, you know, that's said with a grain of salt because it's no one's fault. People go to the gym to be social and have fun with each other and work out and and do good things together. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's really, really, that's more than that's more than fine. That's a beautiful thing. Mm hmm. Um, but you know, there's different seasons, there's different goals. And as coaches, I, I have learned about myself. I prefer to be by myself, probably 70 to 80% of the time in the gym, um, going through my, through my shit. Um, and then the rest of the time, you know, the, the push that community will give you during a workout is, is like none other. Like it's really hard Mm -hmm. to emulate or copy the type of effort that you'll give in a CrossFit type of gym at home. So there's that. But the biggest benefit is that convenience of I can do whatever I want whenever I want. I can wake up at 5 a.m. and get it in real quick. I can do a half hour of I can do my squatting in the morning and then my baby's taking a shit or my wife's going to work and then I have to come inside. And when she gets home, I'm going to go outside and do my cardio at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a tons of different variations and, and freedom that you have by having your own space and it's an investment into your health i mean there's so many gyms and people that i knew growing up home gyms that they had it for a couple years and they just like started being a coat hanger or a towel hanger and just collected dust in the basement and it was always implanted in my mind from really my dad said it once of like it's not worth it because we never use those things right like people don't use those things you know it just goes wasted and I guess it goes back to if you don't know how to use it, then, yeah, you probably won't use it. I would I would also, you know, just a half segue. Don't get into this unless you have a clear goal and some help behind you, regardless of if you are going to do all your workouts by yourself, meaning get a coach, get someone yeah. to program with you and get someone in your corner, get a, get a workout buddy that comes over 
and works out with you in your garage. So yeah, the benefits are just independence. It's an investment into your health and you're going to have this shit forever. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. There are so many positives and quite a few negatives of having the home gym. If you would have, if I would have thought, I don't know, let's call it eight years ago, five years ago, three years ago, even where like, yeah, I could have a home gym and stay motivated and blah, 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 whatever. I probably would have said no, uh, because for most of my fitness journey up to this point, the motivation to stay on point has been the community. CrossFit has provided that. And then since we've lived in Cadillac and even in when we were living in Reed City, too, it's like. There's no community really anyway. You go to the Y, nobody talks to each other. Nobody. I mean, there's no music on. Yeah. It's silent. Uh, and it's like weird. It's just weird. And over the last two years of us working out at the Y, it's like, why don't we just have our own space? There's not going to be weird people that wear plate carriers and sing out loud and are barefoot all the time. And like, there's just a lot of weird things that happen in commercial gyms that we didn't. And they also didn't have the equipment that we always wanted either. Like, it's cool because they've got a lot of Mm -hmm. the equipment we would never have, you know, like a full set of dumbbells from five to a hundred. We probably will never have that in our home gym. We just don't need it and don't have the money to probably afford it. But yeah, it's like once you get, we got to a certain point where it's like, we just having the ability to have everything we want, very compact, very distilled down makes more sense. And I like what you said Mm -hmm. that like, you have to have you have your own space to do your own thing 75 to 85% of the time and then you've got some community the rest of the time i like that i like that idea and right now it kind of feels like we'll find that community at some point but in cadillac it just doesn't really exist mm-hmm. uh so a home gym was it felt like the right the right move but i definitely agree yeah. obviously the community is a huge piece of it like uh, when we were at the crossfit gym in fresno even though it was an open gym just like being in that environment where there's other people that are also getting after it and they're being serious about it too is a pretty special thing. And it's a very underrated thing too. So I a hundred percent agree with that. It's it's something that you don't, you can't, you don't understand until you get into it. So yeah, I mean, you're someone, I I think home gyms fail because the person who has bought the equipment hasn't been to an environment like that before mm-hmm. where you can at least somewhat replicate or know what effort really feels like. Yeah, for sure. Cause you can, there's no one watching you in your home gym. You mm-hmm. can half ass, you can do whatever you want. You can sit I on was, your phone I and say you got to work out. Lunges. <laughs> Bro. Seriously, yeah. I was just gonna say I did my lunges earlier today and then I saw, I got a message that our rugby game got put on YouTube. So I stopped for like 20 minutes and watched the rugby game. And yeah. I was like, oh shit, like I got to finish my I'm workout. I'm supposed to be working like, out right now. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not right. I was free to do that. But like, that's an example of like, if you're not aware of it and whatever, you can get carried away and just like get distracted and get a half ass workout. Like my workout wasn't as good as it, it could have been. And if I just put my phone down and focused on it for an hour, like I would have at a crossfit gym or whatever mm-hmm. but that's besides the point i think my point is um uh have some experience with what effort feels like and 
um, another gym being coached before you invest thousands and thousands of dollars potentially in your home gym right away uh, because you may be getting into something that you, you don't know how to deal with it and be yeah. successful with it yet. Yeah, I think like if I would have invested the and we haven't invested that much money because we've gotten a lot of good deals. If I would have taken even a fraction yeah. of that and put it into workout equipment a couple of years ago, that probably would have been money not well spent. Whereas right now, I feel like at this point, we have a pretty solid knowledge base, especially Connor. Like she was a CrossFit coach. And, and I, I mean, I've been in some quality CrossFit gyms and have you guys as resources. But we kind of knew what we wanted and exactly what we wanted too. not just like the idea of what we wanted, but it's like, hey, I've used this thing and I love it and I want it (laughs) instead of like, oh, there's a cool Mm -hmm. new home gym thing that I'm going to buy and then never use. And it sits there. Um, It's going to solve my problems. Right. Because there's so much shit. Like when you dive into this home gym thing and that's where I've been the last couple of weeks. YouTube videos and Instagram and all the, and I mean the internet in general, there's just so much stuff. There's so much stuff that you can acquire for a home gym when in reality it comes down to some really basic pieces of equipment that, that you're going to use every day. And those are the ones that is going to make the biggest difference. So that's, yeah, I would agree with you. Like before you enter into this home gym world, do your research, figure out what you actually need. And if you don't know what you need, go to a gym, go to like a CrossFit gym or a solid commercial gym and figure out what you actually use. And I also love what you said about have a coach that makes a program for you. Don't just fly by the seat of your pants and hope for the best. Cause if you have no plan, mm-hmm. you have no idea what you need. Um, so yeah, I a hundred percent agree with all that because it's so easy to get lost in the in the shiny new stuff (laughs) yeah lost in the sauce yeah it really is so something with like as we were uh, like while you were building your garage gym and while we were working on ours something that we think about is the flow of the space and i don't know if you like did you put much thought into it's like the feng shui did you put much much thought into it oh yeah Yep. And it's ever evolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep changing no matter what. It's never going to be, never going to be permanent, but totally, you know, when we first, we, we started in a single car garage at our old apartment and it was like just congested and you know, whatever we made it work. And then now we have a two car garage and now it's great. We have a lot of space. So our whole, you know, one wall is all of our plates bumper plates and then our dumbbells lined up after that kettlebells like free weight equipment and then the other side of the garage we have the cardio stuff so the peloton and the rower and uh that creates a really good separation you know uh, we have a little corner where we keep our safety squat bar our sled slam ball extra like various little pieces of equipment Mm -hmm. and um you know you gotta then like you look at details after that like yeah you want to put like some fucking sweet uh, you know, art or flags or yeah. something going on, like some cool shit on the walls and make it yours, you know, put a <clears> clock <throat> up. Yeah. Uh, put, I, I installed a shelf for my chalk and uh, just to hold a couple little things when I'm working out. So yeah, the feng shui, that's a big deal. Cause that also makes it fun, right? You got to make the space fun and not a, a place that you kind of dread going or that's cluttered. And like you have yeah. other 
things going on in the garage or basement that aren't gym. So I think yeah. the space needs to be 95% gym, if that, because we still have a few other things in the gym or the garage that, you know, uh, Halloween decorations and shit that's in the ceiling, Christmas decorations, but those are all put away. You can't really yeah. see them. We have our shoes, shoe rack. And so my point is the space shouldn't be filled with like squat rack with cardboard boxes built up on the side, right? Yeah. It should be resembling a gym because that's what it is. That's going to help you get into, into your workouts more. That's a great point. And I can speak to, so I used prior to getting into the garage gym scene, I used my garage as a workshop. So I have an old truck in the shop right now. It's a 1951 Ford that is a work in progress. And we also used it to store our stuff, you know, like a lawnmower and another car and tools and so on and so forth. And so in the process of designing this space and especially talking to Connor, the biggest thing we talked about was like, it can, because I wanted both. I want a workshop and I want a gym. I want to be able to do both. And I do believe you can do both. However, it has to be really organized. <clears throat> and organization is not something that is really my strongest suit just because I don't like to take the time to do it. But I found myself when I'm out, like the other day, got my, it was my first garage gym workout in our new house. Like after the workout was over, I was like, jacking the back of the truck up and pushing it over so there was a little more room because I noticed it was getting in the way mm-hmm. or like there's stuff out on the workshop or the work table that I was putting away back where it needed to be just to eliminate or like vacuuming up wood dust from a project I was working on mm-hmm. working on and um so it's it's possible to do both but again like you said the the space needs to be inviting and organized and also there should be some delineation of like where your workout space begins and where it ends. And I totally agree. Um, in ours right now, it's kind of like the rubber floor mats is like the workout area. And then especially in the summertime or the spring when it starts to get warm, I really do plan on utilizing the outside a lot more. I like working out outside. I'm excited to be able to do the stuff outside. That's the biggest problem with the squat rack that we have. It's not really very mobile. We talked about getting a yoke, but mm-hmm. ultimately we were, we were going to end up with a squat, like a rig anyway. But yeah, talking about like the flow, our biggest thing was getting things off the floor. And the rig that we bought allows, a, I mean, all of the attachments are basically on the rig, which was a big piece of it. Like I want everything basically to attach to the rig. <laughs> like I want to put my weights on the rig. I want to mm-hmm. put my barbell storage on the rig. I want my rings to go there. I want pretty much everything to go there. Um, and that's that feels good to me. So it, like you said, it's a work in progress. And it's definitely funny to go out there right now because I had in the garage, it's just like stuff like random posters on the wall and shit everywhere and whatever. And now when I go out there, I'm like, I'm going to move that thing. And maybe I'm going to get rid of that poster. And like, there's a flag that I want. I'm going to put that there instead. Because it just mm-hmm. feels more like the aesthetic that is pleasing to me and makes me feel more okay with working out in that space. Yeah, totally. Man, that's such a cool, like, I love opening. I had our garage open today for the first time in a few weeks. Uh, and it was just so 
you can do it at a CrossFit gym. I'm used to it, but don't, it's hard if you're not used to that, if you're like working out at the Y or planet fitness or wherever else you've been. Yeah. You're kind of closed into this, like, you know, unnatural world. And then opening up the garage, man, you can just, it, it opens up opportunity for so many Absolutely. different things. Uh, you know, weighted carries, weighted walks. Yeah. And you can, the cool thing about a home gym, you can make some of this shit yourself. There are ways to make your own farmer's carry handles or, mm-hmm. um, you know, y- your own, you can just make your own stuff, your own sandbags if you want. Yep. Um, which is cool. That makes it more your own space. You don't have to spend a shit ton of money. So, yeah. And you can be outside. Even the just biggest thing I was outside is not sold on that we ended up acquiring. We, in that deal, I ended up getting a GHD and the GHD has a pretty big footprint. And that was, that's still like, I love having a GHD because mm. I do like the GHD stuff, but it just takes up a lot of space. And I think if we had a bigger yeah, garage or bigger space in the garage, then it would make a lot of sense. But like right now, we're going to make it work. But that's the thing you got to think about when you're acquiring this stuff is like, okay, where is this going to go and how is it going to flow? Because I still need like a workspace like on the mats uh, for workouts, but a GHD or something similar like an air bike or whatever is going to limit the amount of workspace that you have because that goes right there on the mats. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that was a, that's a, it's a thing yeah, that, like on, you said, you, constantly evolves. Yeah. You'll make it work. I would say the, to start out and even going forward as people build home gyms, open space is important. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Don't try to f- replicate what goes on at most other gyms where they're filling up oh, with yeah. machines. Yep. So you're kind of walking in between things. Open space is very important. Absolutely. Uh, because it's, it gives you space to think and clear yourself, but also space to actually do the work. You're not confined within a couple steps or whatever, right? You have space to move. Um, so that's important. Yeah, for sure. So you're a couple years into your garage gym journey. Is there anything that you have purchased along the way? You kind of talked about this with the Peloton a little bit, but like stuff you've purchased along the way that feels unnecessary now. Also, is there stuff along the way that you're like, man, I wish I would have had that sooner because we use it every day. Um, the Peloton is definitely the biggest one that I wish I would love to have a C2 bike or an assault bike over the Mm -hmm. Peloton any fucking day. But it's what we have is what we chose. So that's probably number one. I think everything else that we've bought at this point has been very like, we want this. We like it's calculated. Uh, there hasn't been anything that has just been like, eh, throw it in and we don't ever use it. We yeah. really don't use a slam ball that much, but that was our first piece of equipment. So mm. yeah, I would just, I'm going to have to settle with the Peloton on that one. I think if we were to go back to the beginning of when we bought the rig and the bumper plates, the other thing I would have bought right away is a box. Um, and I, I still would like some more kettlebells. So we have one 44 pound kettlebell, but to off the bat a couple of years ago, I would have bought a, like a plyo box. Mm, okay. Um, and, and maybe a couple more kettlebells. That's probably about it. You know, really we've built our, the dumbbells, we we just got in the past four months or so, and those have been good. But man, the the box just for box squats and box jumps, box step ups, 
It's right. good for so many things. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff with one of those plyo boxes. Yeah. And we got one that's like 13 inches on one side, 20 inches on the other, and then 16 on the other. So it's not like traditional 20, 24, um, 30. I think that one's like, that one's pretty big. Yeah. We really don't need 30 inches to jump on or anything. I don't need 24 inches to jump on. I need it to squat to and to do step ups to and to jump if I need to. 20 inches is plenty to jump do you, on. Top so of. do you have that box so, now? Yeah, I do. Where did you, what's the, where'd you get it from? What's the manufacturer? It's not Titan Fitness. It starts with an F, Fringe, Fringe Fitness. Oh, okay. Um, is where we got it. The main reason I'm asking is we're looking at boxes right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would keep looking at Marketplace if you can. Um, yeah. They're all over the place. But, you know, it, I think it's you're going for like USA made and that's uh, a good thing. Uh, Rogue makes a good smaller one like that that has 16 inches on either side, oh, 20, okay. 13. I, I didn't think know it that. Is. So if Rogue, Rogue will make one, I think. Yeah, I think Rogue makes one. Well, don't quote me. But Fringe, uh, they're fine. I don't think they're made in America, but they're cheaper and it seems to be working really well. Another thing we keep in mind is compared to like uh, CrossFit gyms or commercial gyms, your equipment's going to be very very seldomly used comparably so even if you go a cheaper route just for affordability of say you know comparing like uh, a rogue box to a fringe box yeah there are much difference a big difference in in price or like um one thing i'm looking at right now is a rogue uh hex bar for deadlifts right you know what those are Yep. Yeah. So a hex bar for deadlifts is like 330 bucks or you can get one on Amazon for like 150. And uh, I've made my choice about where I'm going to go, but there's no knocking the one that you yeah. get on Amazon because try it out. It's really not going to get a shit ton of use because you're going to use it how many times? Once a week, twice a week, maybe versus like if people were using it in a commercial gym. Yes, it would wear down a lot yeah. quicker. I think it depends too, like honestly how strong you are are you going to be loading you know 600 pounds on that bar because if you are you probably want to get a rogue or some some other reputable manufacturer uh we definitely i bought a sorenex barbell it was between rogue and sorenex and ultimately i just got sold on sorenex had a cam haynes edition it said keep hammering on it and i went for that because i thought that was cool like that's one of those aesthetic things that like i just liked it Mm -hmm. and it's gonna make me feel more like Every time I go to get under the barbell, it says keep hammering. And I like, <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. But that's yeah, where that's those cool. decisions that you get to make. There's nothing wrong with a lot of this stuff on Amazon, but the quality is going to be less. Um, and with some stuff, you don't mm-hmm. want to compromise the quality and some stuff. Honestly, you can. So it just kind of depends on yep. what those things are. I, would, I mean, for those of you listening out there, if you're thinking about doing this, get a quality barbell. Whether you're getting like a used one on Facebook Marketplace that's from Rogue or Sorenex or whatever, or you buy a new one, get one. Like Rogue has a lifetime warranty. Sorenex has a lifetime warranty. If they bend, if they Mm -hmm. break, you can just trade it in for a new one. No big deal. But uh, yeah, that's cool. I've been looking a lot at used boxes and it's tough because I I, I like (laughs) there's this thing that Rogue makes. It's totally unnecessary. It's a big steel adjustable box mm-hmm. and it's like way overbuilt and we totally don't need it. But something about it is just so I'm so into it, like a, just a primal attraction to it because it's a bo- It's an adjustable height metal mm-hmm. box and I want it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. I know what you mean. I've seen it too. I'm like, man, that's like very one dimensional. I'm going to use it for one thing and I could use the plyo box for the same thing, but yeah. also other things. <coughs> that's what we yeah. look at too. Like, yeah, but that squat box is like so good. It's per- tailored towards strongmen doing box. Oh yeah, for sure. Like seven, 800 pounds. Like you yeah. probably don't want to be a 300 or 400 pound person with another 800 on your back. <laughs> sitting to a wooden box no probably not uh, the best idea to yeah. do that many reps on so not at all that's what that squat box metal one's for but yeah yeah it's all fun and looking at all the i mean it's like hunting on Huntcast. we talk about gear a lot as you guys know talking about garage gym equipment it's kind of the same thing you can really dive deep and have fun with it and it's it is fun to talk about and look at and compare and watch youtube videos and all that and that's part of the fun that I've had with the process of building, but I would definitely recommend buying used and finding some sick deals and don't be afraid to to drive a little ways because I drove just west of Chicago for our rig and it was kind of a crazy day. Left the house at 4 a.m., didn't get back till 10 p.m., but it was totally worth it. The squat rack's beautiful and like we got a sick deal on it, so um, mm-hmm. it made me it made me pretty happy to do all that. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to, to go down the rabbit hole for sure. Yeah. Um, I, so as far as let's kind of start wrapping up, but if there's any, let's go maybe three to four pieces of equipment. If someone has nothing, what would you start with? You've just (laughs) done it. So yeah, uh, I was going to say for me, more recent insight, uh, let's say you're going to buy like I'm going to just go with you're buying new stuff, new equipment, and four things. You want a squat stand with, or a squat rack, that, and you want a bench, a barbell, and weights, bumper plates, or iron weights, whatever you decide. Start with the basics mm-hmm. and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. That's pretty sound. I I would still if it was me starting with nothing for my home gym, I would still go into the yoke first. Mm, and the only yeah. reason being just cuz it's more than one dimensional and then like but there is a really good point that you're going to buy a squat rack eventually so I yeah. just get it. That was um, ultimately like, what we decided know. with the yoke. We were going to get it like we were sold yeah. on a yoke. We were going to buy a yoke and then yeah. ultimately it was like we're going to yeah. get a squat rack anyway, so just buy a squat rack. Buy a squat rack, yeah. I I bought a yoke too after a squat rack, and I just uh, it's at the gym, so I just sold it to the gym. Oh, but okay. yeah, I would I would go with I would go with a yoke only because it's more. I if you're aware of how many things a yoke can do, it's there's so much. I mean, you could do sled pushes, yoke carries, all yeah. the different variations of carries with a yoke, uh, zercher yep. carry, back rack carry, front rack carry can do a lot. Low yeah, sled push, sled drags. And you can squat off of it. You can bench off of it. You can do pull-ups off of it. This is a bunch of ton of stuff. Um, and it's cheaper than a squat rack by a couple yes. hundred bucks too. So yeah. as far as barrier to entry and things that you can do, that's probably what I would lean into first. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. barbell, bumper plates, and, and bench. And it's there. got a built-in. The and, yoke has built-in plate storage because it's got the posts on each corner. It does. You know, if you're going to put them on that's there to walk point. with it. But it's all, I mean, it's plate storage too, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So yeah, that's where we would start for sure. 
Yeah, and I would also and recommend also, to people, yeah, go ahead. Like, do a little bit of homework and find. There's a lot of places like you go to Rogue and you can buy everything, but if you look around a little bit, you can find, especially like American-made stuff from smaller manufacturers that maybe are a little bit less expensive. Like, good example, we bought our bumper plates from Homegrown Lifting, which is based out of Lexington, Kentucky. They're made in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. These guys were making medical equipment. They were college football players that decided they wanted a like a more reasonably priced option. So it's really no nonsense bumper plates. They're, I, I mean, I've used them a couple times now. The quality is f- on par with Rogue. I would say we'll see how they wear long term, but um, keep an eye out for stuff like that with barbells and and racks and that type of thing. You want to kind of go with. The, the established brands like Titan, Rogue, Sorinex, but be on the lookout for some of those smaller places like Homegrown Lifting or um, even like Fringe Sport, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, we could drop a link below with some smaller gym <laughs> people like that. Yeah. yeah. We love dropping links below. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Bones. Yeah. Uh, it is fun, though. I mean, gr- garage gyms are great. I think more people should get into them, but they should be smart about doing it. For I sure. think if the last piece of equipment isn't a piece of equipment, it's to hire someone, hire a coach, get a program going, get a whiteboard in your gym too to write your program down. That's such a fun thing to do, uh, to write your shit on a board, take a picture of it and do whatever you want to do with social media. Have yeah. fun with it. You know, um, it's not a chore and it's, it's something to make your life better in an investment. So yeah. That's yeah. a big step is actually knowing what you're doing with the fucking equipment because you're going to have it or you're not going to use it and you're going to sell it for a loss. So. Yeah. And if you guys are listening to this and you have questions, reach out to us. Bones and Connor and I obviously have a lot of experience with the old weights and it's fun to talk about and it's uh, it's a good time. So, yeah, home gyms are dope. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the journey. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here with me today, Bones. Thank you. You look good. Thanks. Good you too. Yeah. And everyone who's listening, please go and give us a rating and a review. And also, more importantly, share it with a friend or family member or a coworker. That's the best way to continue to grow the audience and to continue to motivate Bones to just look so handsome on camera for me every time we get on here and record. So please do that. It would mean a lot to us. It means a lot to me. So I can stare at Bones' face more often. And we will see you next week while we discover our warriors within.